everybody, and welcome to this episode of Fun But Heavy. And today, <laughs> we are going to start by singing you a, a little ditty that has to do with this topic, because he, for sure, experienced this on the subway while he was with another man, or she was, <laughs> or they were. We don't, know the, we don't know the gender. Everyone was with a different man. It was quite <laughs> chaotic. Smile on the subway. You're beautiful. <laughs> Y'all <You're> beautiful. <laughs> Y'all <It's You're> beautiful. <laughs> well, like, when was the last time you actually thought about that song? Like, a I long saw time. your face. It came on when I met. Actually, now that I'm realizing, it came on when I met someone really awesome that I had a, a lovely little fling with in Germany, like I'm a month ago. Be with I you. remember and being I like, "Be with you." Sure, want to be with you. Well, my name is Ani. And um, I, I'm definitely having that song stuck in my head for the rest of eternity. Ani, you know what our opening question should be? What are you feeling like you're twin flaming with right now? Ooh. What in the world? What in your life? <coughs> my eyes are just open so wide right now. Uh, what am I twin flaming I'm with? I'm twin flaming with a pot pie we're about to eat. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cooking in the oven. And what's your name, gal? My name's Kelly. Hello. Short. Um, actually, great segue into explaining the Jilly thing, other Jilly. Are we not going to do that? No, did we not already do that? No. I thought we did it in the last episode. That's just a name that we use. Catch all. You just say We it. call everyone's Jilly. Yeah. Hopefully you can di- differentiate via the voices. Now. And who are you, Jilly? Um, I'm Jilly, uh, Jaleesa um, Cypress. And um, I'm twin flaming with... My luggage because I'm moving. <laughs> Love that. I'm twin flaming. This is so cheesy, but it's so true. I'm twin flaming with the sunrise right now mm. because I've been craving just like waking up with the sunrise now that it's happening later. It's wild. It's pretty bang in here at yeah. your house. Yeah. Yeah. It's magic. It's pretty magical. So today our topic is... Anyone want to announce it? Twin flame. Oh. So twin flames. Hot topic in the uh spiritual community. Yeah. And uh very interesting. I think we all have either personal experiences with people who are obsessed with twin flames, or we have experiences with twin flames. So I'd like to ask you both right now. And yourself. And myself, but you know. Yeah, that's I'll, I'll answer last because I'm still mulling it over, honestly. What are your thoughts and experiences with uh, twin flums? That's a huge question. I know. Um, so let's just crack into it. You want to crack in? Yeah. Well, I don't believe in them. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that I don't like – I hate the term twin flame. Yeah. I do believe that possibly there are people we're supposed to rendezvous with in this lifetime or in different lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't like the word twin flame. Um, first of all, why twin when it's like romantically creepy? And then also like it's just weird. Like it seems and it just seems like that term and all of the the hype around it is so serious and is so like destined and like I don't know, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that 
like I said in the attraction episode, I think destiny is really just about like little moments and and passages. And I think that twin flame, like people who think that they found their twin flame or whatever, they feel like they have to be with them forever. But really, in mm-hmm. my experience, um, if you do find someone who seems like a soulmate, which is sort of another word for twin flame, um, or I don't know, we can talk about if they're interchangeable, but mm-hmm. I think that you're supposed to learn a lesson through them. And if you learn that lesson and then you keep staying with them, usually you'll just keep learning the same lesson over and over and it might continue to be painful. Or um, if you both acknowledge that you've learned that lesson, you can both consciously move on from that part of the relationship. But I think that's very hard and maybe not possible. Hmm. Yeah. I, I encountered that concept like a couple years ago and I feel like what I read was kind of like a, yeah, like a, a spiritual, soulmate um vibe and it but it was very it seemed like very attached the Mm. the stuff that I encountered Mm. um yeah it just seemed like a different way to to express the concept of soulmates and the the concept of like oh this this one person has a lot of like weight and in in this like final way that's that mm-hmm. I didn't identify with as much um but if we can liberate ourselves from maybe what we've known I think the idea is really interesting to think about like yeah that what is what is a soulmate quote-unquote and what is what is someone that comes into our life for really because I definitely I have some people that came into my life I mean maybe like most people Mm. like for a very specific purpose and for a very specific lesson yeah um yeah but I I agree like I'm not a big I'm not I'm not big on the convention of it in its traditional sense of like oh I found this like twin flame soul that I want to be in like a long-term relationship with yeah yeah So the way twin flames were taught to me by one of my teachers is very different from soulmate. And I find that interesting because not a whole lot of people um, know this. I don't know if this is like the absolute truth to what a twin flame is, but she was explaining to me that a twin flame is actually like a separation um, of you, like another part of you. Like you're already, you're already whole, like you're always going to be whole, but it's someone who really matches your frequency in like every single way. So she compared it to putting two sides of the same magnet together. And what happens when you put two sides of the same magnet together is they repel each other. So you're actually really not supposed to be with your twin flame. Mm. Um, It's like, because you don't need to necessarily be with the person who's exactly like you. Um, It's a whole other life path if you choose to do that. But like twin flames can be really like messy relationships. Um, So that's what she taught me. And my experience with twin flames is like, I think that we use a lot of language and story to justify things in our life sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're going to be calling someone your twin flame, like that's a huge thing to say, like, because I mean, it, it just depends. Like, are, what are you calling them that for? Like, what is the purpose behind that? Are you co-creating something? Are you trying to bypass something that they're doing and blaming it on this deep spiritual connection? Because I've seen 
a lot of that as well. And like, you know, we're together for this really deeply spiritual reason and, but they don't treat me well or like, you know, and it's like, okay, so, you know, in my experience, I'd like to share a story that's very personal, actually, if that's okay. Okay. So basically I had what I would consider a past life remembrance. And I have this really deep affiliation with Scotland. Like I, there's not a lick of Scottish in me. Like there's no sort of like, not a lick. And then, uh, yeah. So, but I always like, ever since I was a kid, like was just obsessed with it and just craved it. And then I finally went there to go and travel. And I just felt in my bones, like I was home and I had all of these like remembrances of this experience, this life that I had there that was really happy. And also this great love that I had there. And it wasn't just a love for this person. It was a love for the whole family, the whole experience we had there. So, um, and I was so happy in Scotland. I, I just would wake up and I would just like, tears would just stream down my face. And I didn't even need to speak to anyone. Like, I just like felt so at home there. Um, and so I'm like, Ooh, could that be like twin flame, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, are they here? And then I was like, none of that matters. None of that actually matters because I'm not in that time anymore. And then this whole like grieving process started because I'm like, wait, that's not, that's not what's happening now. Like right now in this, it's like, you know, what it was, I don't know, 2014 or 2015 or something. And I'm Ani Rafaelian for Lisi and I'm not, I, I'm not Scottish. I'm not, I'm not there. And I did this whole entire breaking of um, the cords kind of not, I don't fully love cord cutting in the way it's traditionally done, but I did like this beautiful send off. And I was like, I don't want to be bound by bound to someone by karma or bound to someone by a promise that we made in a different lifetime, because I don't want to come to someone having already like having a, a change relationship to them. If we're supposed to meet in this lifetime and be there, then so be it, you know? Um, So I very lovingly was like, if it's supposed to happen, it will. I offer this up, but I am not going to be in an agreement that I made from a limited perspective and having to answer to it in this lifetime. And that was like a very hard breakup with this spiritual twin flame that I have yet to even meet if if I ever do, you know? open to it, but not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not forced, but like, just like bound to it. Kind of like, I think of like the lovers on the devil tarot card Mm. and they just are chained together. Yeah. That to me is what a twin flame (laughs) would feel like. That's yeah. That's really true. I, I love that. I love that image because, um, I think that the devil card is about in indulging in earthly pleasures that don't actually move you forward. Mm. And I think that indulging in ideas that there's these humans that are going to save us from being human, mm-hmm. uh, is really harmful and is a form of, um, uh, it's, it's, if, if there were good and evil, which I don't believe in it, I think that this idea that we perpetuate that we're not whole without, romantic relationship it could be evil like it's like so detrimental and it gets people into relationships that are so detrimental to them and their health and it makes them feel shame about that and it's just it's really 
yeah, it, to me, it's it's not useful. It's not useful for the relationship. It's not useful for anybody who's witnessing the relationship. It's not useful in a spiritual sense. Like, I don't know. I think that the other thing about the twin flame thing is that when we use that, we use it as like a catch-all and we don't really like break it down. It's just like the word cheating. Like we all have a different definition of that thing. Mm. And so we're not coming to it with the same energy and we're not coming to it with the same commitment. And, you know, maybe if I'm in a partnership and I'm like, you're my twin flame and they're like, you're my twin flame. And to them, it means like we are doing deep spiritual work together and we're doing we're going to be together until that work is done. And mine is like, we're going to be together no matter what, like unconditional love, like even if you are terrible to me, those are two different understandings of what that means. And so I think that for me, because the, the term has so many connotations already, it's almost I feel like just throwing it out. Yeah. Um. I don't know, but it might be cool to talk about like what redefining that term might mean. Yeah. Like to both of you, does a twin flame have to be romantic? Does mm-hmm. it have to be a romantic connection? Well, when you were talking to Ani, I was thinking about um, Palestine, which is the place I lived for a couple of years. And I had a very, it was a kind of relationship that felt, it was similar. It felt romantic. Um in the sense that it was, I went there um, after college and it was like, the first thing was like this honeymoon phase where I like discovered, was there for like four months and knew, okay, I'm going to move home, work a bunch and then come back here and like try to figure out how to live. Um, And the second time around, it was like, I was committing to it. And then eventually it didn't work out. Like I got deported. (laughs) Um, And I remember after it was like a breakup, like I wasn't interested romantically in anyone in any way. And I was grieving this life that I had lost. And it was such an, like, I, I can't really imagine myself without those years and Mm -hmm. without the work that I did there and the people that I still know and love. And I went back recently a year ago And it was really interesting because it felt like being in a dream, Mm. but like an old dream that didn't fit anymore. Mm. Wow. And uh, that I tend, yeah, I, I tend to look at like lots of different things and people that aren't necessarily romantic in the lens of what that um, is stirring inside of us. So for me, definitely not. That Mm. felt like. Yeah. Twin flame-ish. In terms of like soulmates and romantic relationships and twin flames, like what we were asking earlier, Julissa, about like soulmates and and twin flames, I believe that soulmates, like I think one of the biggest freaking just like things that make my heart wrench is that people think that soulmates are just romantic. Um, Because like, I think to some degree, we're all soulmates. Like I think the people that you just recognize and you're just like, oh my God, yes, like Um, The first person that comes to mind, like where I just knew it the second I saw them was my best friend Tate. Like I just saw her when I was 15. And I was like, I just like, I remember just like, I was like, holy shit, that's the one. (laughs) Like I was like obsessed with her. And I just like, you know, and then my, my whole human wounding came up and I was like, oh, but I'm too much of a blah, blah, blah for her to like me. And then she ended up like being my best friend ever and still, and still is to this day. But we talk all the time about how like we're each other's soulmates for sure. 
Like for sure, for sure. And also I have like many, many other soulmates that I think it's just like these souls just like travel in these packs. And I think it's really interesting that when it comes to romantic soulmates, we hold them to a different standard than mm. friend soulmates. Like mm-hmm. they're allowed to get away with more and they, they're allowed to like, you know, then we can call them a twin flame and then it bypasses even more of their their stuff. And I think there's something to be said about um, holding space for people to work through their, their stuff. Um, and it can, but like at the same time, you know, like, I guess what are your boundaries in that? And when does that become toxic? When does using the word twin flame become in, like something that's necessary, like kind of like toxic, you know? I love what you said, Ani. I was talking with my friend Lizzie about this like yesterday or two days ago, um, how we have these female friendships that are, they have all of the markers of like deep partnership, like deep romantic partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, I feel like I'm attracted to my friends a lot. Like it's all, if you read books on polyamory, like I like to do in my spare time, there's a lot about like redefining relationships in general and how, and I think we talked about this in your uh, manifestation project, Elisa, like I love having my relationships on a plane Mm -hmm. where it's not, yeah, the hierarchy is not like romantic partner up here. It's like I have different needs and different desires and those like can come to fruition through many different relationships. Um, But I love, yeah, it's so true. Like, and so many people have those experiences specifically with friends where they see someone across the room and it's literally the same thing. Like I I saw them from across the room and I knew we were going to be in love. It's like, I saw them from across the room and I knew we were going to share a deep and enduring relationship where we'd like support Mm -hmm. each other and have emotional intimacy and like work through things. And we just have less narratives around those being just as important yes, and those being just as valid and those being just as like enriching to our emotional lives. 100%. And I think, you know what, this is a little side note, but I think we should have some sort of like friend ceremony. That's like, not like a commitment ceremony, like a marriages, but something like a, an anniversary, like a friend anniversary, but like not so gimmicky, but like an actual spiritual blessing way of a certain amount of like friendship I think that's a really beautiful me and Tay talk about it all the time well me and you are literally coming up on our friend anniversary. oh my <gasps> oh emotions wait what are we gonna do are I'm you my twin flame in Europe oh cool so you're coming so. back to Europe to go to Scotland anyways Stay tuned for Ani to be in Europe. And what if you're the, to be. you're the one in Scotland? Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh. It's me, Lassie. It's me. Oh my god! No, <laughs> with a hat. Like <laughs> honestly, we're gonna all go to Scotland probably, and then the Loch Ness Queen, which she, who <gasps> she actually is, not a monster. Like whoever said that was tacky AF. Like we're gonna go there, and she's the one. Oh. She's my twin flame. She's gonna Scotland. come out of the water and be like, "Miladies." Oh my god! With her little like paper point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Molasses? <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyways. Oh, I really love – we could go on a whole other t- – we should do a whole episode on on uh, 
Nessie. Mystical creatures. Yes. Nessie's my I'm queen. listening. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, um, do I think that twin flames can be – I just, like, don't like that term. But can do I think that friendship can have some sort of spiritual bond? Yes, I do. I think um, – I do think that the intimacy and trouble – troubling and navigating how to respond to someone who's hurting you when they've been inside of you – um, or when they have like, when you've had an orgasm around them and basically like opened up a portal between you two mm. is really intense work. Um, and I also think, so I do think that people who you don't have sex with, um, or don't have a romantic connection with can be soulmates. Um, but I do think that it's a different kind of lesson. I think it's a longer term lesson mm. because it's not burning hot and fast. <clears throat> Um, it's sort of like a slower burn. Um, and I think you can learn the lessons. I think you can learn more lessons through them because you're not sort of being tripped up by this, like, uh, really blatant, potent message. Um, yeah. I mean, do you, do you all think that we can learn multiple lessons through, a, a like, if, if we think that if we're using the term twin flame, um, cause I don't know. I feel like my perspective is that we're learning one major lesson through them and we might learn other ones that are like smaller, but they're not as mm-hmm. painful. Um, do you all think that we can learn like multiple major lessons through someone or do you think we, when we learn that big one, it's time to like move on? Hmm. I think that you can learn many big ones from one person because people grow and evolve and as they do, they can unlock different things in themselves, which unlock different things in you. So I've had that experience with my own mother Like she never ceases to surprise me and teach me something new Mm -hmm. as our relationship unfolds into our older years, which is really moving. Um, And, but like with lovers, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's the same thing. Like when people, life changes people, you know, like life has a way of really, it can really bring someone to their knees and then really like shift their whole experience. And when that happens, like it can unlock so much inside of you witnessing them go through their own initiations. Um, And so like, I don't know if it's one major lesson. I think that if you can, if you have like a really long-term relationship with someone, especially um, someone you're really, really close to, you can see so much so so much gets like trans like because their life is a transmission for you and you just receive it it's like really really powerful in that way what about you kelly yeah i think i think it's just particularly with romantic partners about like knowing if you're going back into it with with like projection vibes and like, yeah. So I think that you definitely can learn multiple lessons through any one person. It's more just like if, if you want to linger in a dynamic that is tired. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you, do you need, like, do you need to learn like really hard lessons through someone you've already, mm-hmm. you know, every, a lot of people have that experience of like, Oh, we were together too long. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. should have wrapped that up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's totally individual. And 
depends on your dynamic with whoever. Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, My other thing, though, is that, like, you know, going off of what you said, I think that when we hear the word lesson, like we're going to learn lessons, we automatically associate it with something hard. And, like, I don't think that lessons necessarily have to be something that makes you suffer. It has to be hard. And I think that, like, when we go with someone and call them our twin flame and it's a really, like, I never could say this word right. Tumultuous. Yeah, yeah like chewy. Tumultuous. All right. So <laughs> um, tumultuous relationship. Um, when we're getting together with someone who is, you know, and we're calling them a twin flame and then it's a really tumultuous relationship, we're like, oh, we're learning so many lessons from this. And it's like, yeah, you you could be. And that's really great. And also, like, how can we learn our lessons through love and grace and ease more so? And, like, through joy and through, like, Moments that kind of blow your heart open instead of crack it and break it. I don't think it has to be instead of. I think it should be, or I think it can be both. And I think I prefer it to be both. Um, I think when it comes to learning lessons, like lessons can also be like learning how to have an orgasm, learning mm-hmm. how to um, yeah. make someone feel good, learning how to give the per- the perfect gift, you know, like, and those are really fun lessons most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and that's still a lesson. So I think, but I, I do, you know, the ones I think that personally, I think we're here on this earth to learn tough shit. Um, like a lot of us are here to learn tough stuff. Um, and I think that relationships can be one place for you to really learn that. But one of the things that I was thinking, Ani, um, when you're talking about your relationship with your mother is, like, do we think that our family are soulmates? Like, yes. because if we're tied to people by blood, are they part of who we're supposed to be learning lessons through? I think some. I think some of our family um, could be that, just like anyone else in our life. I think we could either – It's. I think it's just as, as much of a chance as – anything else in this life, walking into a bar and seeing a ton of strangers and then one person you happen to have this like soul connection with. And um, that's my take on it. What about you, Kelly? Yeah. I mean, I feel less tied to the specificity of like, if they're in or they're out, I think it's, I know, I know the specific people in my family and like pretty much everyone within my immediate family feel very, very vital to different parts of my growth and they are very difficult lessons like very tender and have yeah have like sharpened me with um yeah with a lot of pain it's a it's a thing but it's Mm -hmm. also yeah I I, I can't imagine myself without those um Without those lessons. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I do think that – I didn't think about it until just now, but I do think that family can be – well, I've thought about families bringing you your karmic debt or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I didn't think about it in terms of soulmate, and I think that that's really fascinating. I, too, do believe that even though I don't speak to 98% of my family um, – I still know the lessons that I learned from them very quickly mm-hmm. um, and don't need to learn again. And I think that that's one of the places that I know that you can tire out your 
it's like, okay, every time I try and build something new with this person, I just keep learning this really shitty lesson. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I, you know, what I was talking about or the lesson of being toxic, I think is when you're stuck and you're suffering mm-hmm. in that relationship and you can't seem to climb to a new height or you can't seem to learn those ex- exciting and positive lessons. Um in conjunction with it. I think that's where I hit a wall with my relationship where I was like, wow, this is because this is all heavy. I'm now starting to see how heavy it's been because I was learning good lessons and bad lessons. And now I'm just learning ones that feel like shit over and over and over again, every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's time to like get out. And also when I sort of realized that my entire understanding of that person shifted and I was able to see a lot of the parts of their behavior that I wasn't, um, when I was deciding to sort of like move on from that tie. Mm. Um, What do you all think that they're like when it comes to like twin flames or soulmates or whatever, um, should there be like a specific protocol for like cutting ties or is it just sort of like, like, does there, do you, do you think that there will be lingering energetic ties if you don't cut energetic ties with people who are like soulmates or twin Mm. flames or can it just be like they fade away or like whatever? I don't know because I've thought about this before and um, I think that in my experience, like it's when you make an agreement that mm. that those ties are really strong. Yeah. Um, agreements are really powerful. Your word is very powerful. Um, I think it's more powerful than, than any sort of like – yeah, that's that's to me is the most powerful thing you can do is is make an agreement with someone, and um, I think until we consciously or like intentionally undo that agreement or like you know put that agreement to rest, then there's this lingering energy. It's something I've noticed. I don't know if that's universal. It could just be a me thing, but and I also think it lasts lifetimes. I think that you know you can meet someone that you made an agreement with many lifetimes ago if you subscribe to that, that belief system of reincarnation. Um, and those things last, you know, it's like, it's really, it's really important to honor your word. And I'm learning that more and more as I get older in this body. Um, because I think, you know, we can easily say things like, I'll be with you forever or, or like, you know, all these things. And this is not to like instill fear or anything. Cause it's really, I think like it's more powerful to, softly put it to rest rather than like really cut cords. Cause I think the agreement is still there. Even if you cut the cord, I think you could like what I have done in my past is I had a little fire ceremony and I was just praying over the fire and giving a lot of gratitude. And then I had a prayer and I was and the prayer was that may all agreements that I made um, from a limited perspective be very lovingly put to rest and may I be clear walking forward from this moment. And I just kept praying that. And I really felt a difference. And that was my experience with that. What do you think? I'm someone who I have a lot of, I got a big hat. There's a lot of room and I can, I could like maintain a lot of open connections. Mm. Um, and I can, I can like go back to people because I'm friends with a lot of like most of my uh, previous people, um, yeah, still like still friends, and I feel like I could 
pop back into that easily. Yeah. So, um, some t- it's often been like the other people that have better boundaries than I do. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, is that because you're energetically messy or because those relationships are actually like fruitful still? Um, I think both. Yeah. Yeah. I think both. I think, um, I think there is a, I think it's maybe more rare to actively ch- like choose an openness and, and it's, I think it's a testament to something somewhere that I have positive relationships with all of these different people. Um, but I do, I, I am enacting certain boundaries. I am like, actually, when I think about it, I do, I have some really hard lines around different people. Um, but I don't, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Mm. I don't really know. I really like what Ani said about agreements. I think that's um, an important thing to take into consideration, although I don't have as much experience with like um, talking about them or like I haven't really researched like these agreements. I think that because mm-hmm. they can be really daunting, like, you know, when you're like, oh, that stretches lifetimes, like that can feel really daunting. And I think I try and keep my energy in places where I feel like I can make progress really easily, mm-hmm. which, you know say what you will about that. Um, but I think like when you have, again, like when you have an orgasm with someone else um, and their energy present, I think that that opens up some sort of tie or portal that um, needs to be closed. Mm-hmm. And that can just simply be like, I like putting your hand on your heart and be like, I choose to close the portal with that person. And then, you know, if you still feel ties with them doing something more severe, but I think, I, I think that, you know, when it comes to, like, the idea of agreements, like, I don't think that gre- agreements are always as we – I don't think we're always making conscious agreements, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also I don't think we're always making agreements and knowing that we're doing that. I think that um, – and in that way, there always needs to be some sort of recognition. Um, because I remember with one of my exes um, – thinking that I was really over them and then asking myself, but are you ready to let them go? And I got really anxious and really upset. And I was like, no. And it's like, then how do you think that you're over them? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like what? And so, um, you know, we can go through all the motions, but if we aren't consciously asking ourselves the hard questions around what our attachments still are to that, that being and what we want them to be and what sort of attachments that being might have to you, I think, you're gonna have some sort of messiness which being human is fucking messy it's not that it's like bad to have messiness or or that it's like wrong or you're doing it wrong it just means that you're human Mm -hmm. and that this shit is hard yeah and I think for me that's sort of what the topic of twin flames is is that I don't think like I think relationships are really difficult. And I think that when we call things twin flames, I think we're like, instead of figuring out where the difficulty is coming from and if it's like lessons to be learned or if it's abusive or if it's something to like be leaving, I think that twin flame can make that line really blurry. And mm-hmm. I think it can make it really hard for us to be, um, to stand strong in our convictions when we need to sever ties because we're worried that we'll never find that again. Yeah. Or we're worried that if we cut that 
tie that we're like dishonoring love or ourselves or I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just think the most important thing is is like, I, I fully support, um, I fully support anybody who believes in love and fully is wanting to call things a twin flame. Like I'm not here to discredit you or make you feel silly for doing that. I think that if that's true for you, then it's true for me. I, I, who the hell am I to say anything? But what I do want to add to that is that no matter what kind of relationship you're in, whether it's spiritual or not, or what a fling or not, or whatever it is to you and flings can be spiritual, but that's a whole other podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, just honor your boundaries, figure out what your boundaries are and bring them into, bring them to the table in every relationship and honor yourself in this process, because that is the most spiritual act that you can do is honoring yourself, knowing thyself, stepping into yourself and showing up that way. And I think being compassionate when it's hard and you're doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what literally what life is, is it being Mm -hmm. hard and you do it anyway. Yep. Here, here. And something you, that reminded me that you said, something you said reminded me of something, (laughs) um, of how some, like when I do make hard boundaries and when I do kind of like try and clear my energy of other people. It's a lot of times like driven by wanting to have that space open both for myself and new connections, Mm -hmm. which if you're like constantly growing, changing, evolving, you're going to like draw and attract people who are higher and higher, like, Mm -hmm. cause you're going higher and higher. And I think that's something that I like try to remind myself when I'm feeling like, Ooh, I could, yeah, this person, let's just like hang out a little bit. It's like, no, like let's, let's get back. Let's like reel it in and then, and get in your own space. And um, yeah, cause there's, there's just kind of an infinite number of humans to connect with in all yeah. ways. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like usually I'm the one that's limiting myself, mm. not, not, not anyone else. It's like, yeah, I love that you said there are an infinite amount of humans to connect with, or there are a bunch of humans to connect with. Because it doesn't feel that, ways. yeah, it doesn't feel that way when you're in the middle of a ghosting or yeah. a breakup, or it's like I Other lost this person. things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great it's, podcast episode as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great place to to rest is like knowing that there are literally billions of people on this planet just billions and billions. hopping around, scooting around, walking around, running, and um, you can do any of those things alongside them for as long as you want. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready to go, you can find the resources to make that the end of that road. Yeah. Um, totally. Thanks for hanging out with us again. Yeah. This was a really interesting episode. Yeah. It didn't, of, take, it didn't go exactly where I thought. No, me <laughs> either. But such is life. Such are twin flames. <laughs> such is the flame of life. Oh, <laughs> and this concludes this episode of Fun, but heavy. Oh. Oh.